What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Beer Battered Sports Podcast, the podcast by fans for fans because we think we are the most qualified to talk about our favorite teams. I am your co-host, Kylie. And I'm 40. And no, Isaac, again this week, he is calling another game. I guess he's too famous for us now. Um, <laughs> so I guess it's just us two this week again. Hey, no problem with that. Of course we'll not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, we are brought to you by Fired Up Sports. We love you guys. And with that, hey, what's up, Mike? What's going on, Mike? <laughs> 40 don't wild out <laughs> Starting hey, off man. hot <laughs> I say it straight facts There's no wilding over here <laughs> uh, Whatever man We're gonna we're gonna start this conversation off With uh, some MLB talk Because the season starts tomorrow Yep, it's time Finally um, I mean I know all three of us had a relatively long season, and um, so the off season felt pretty short to all three of us for once. I'm finally not uh, the only one waiting an extra month for baseball to start back up. Uh, we, uh, I'm excited, man. I'm very Dude. excited. It, it, it's like you said, it was, it felt like a very short off season. But um, I'm excited that it's back because, I don't know, man. I've just grown a very great love for baseball. And Dude, me too. 15 games tomorrow, so I, I, I know there's going to be something electric that happens. There has to be, you know, with 15 games. I'd love to see now how, uh, you know, all the new rules play in effect as the actual season starts. Um because we did get a little feel for it during spring training, but now it's it's legit. Everything counts now. So I'd love to see how everything, you know, plays in effect starting tomorrow. Um, what do you guys got? I guess he accidentally left. I don't know what the heck happened with that, but um, <laughs> that's funny. It's just me now. He'll come back. Um. But before he comes back, we are brought to you by Fired Up Sports. <laughs> oh, I hate when it's just me. Um, well, he's not here, so I can say this. Uh, Philip Rivers is not worse than Eli Manning. Philip Rivers is significantly better. Um, the eye test tells you. The everything tells you because Philip Rivers is by far better. Um, what else can I say that since he's not here, uh, the Mets won't make the playoffs. Washington's not going to get Lamar Jackson. Um, LeBron James isn't the GOAT. Um, what else? Pete Alonso's not good. Um, he wishes he was a Phillies fan. He <laughs> he'll be back on in a second. He uh I don't know. What else what else is there? I don't know. Um other than LeBron James not being the GOAT. 
it's Michael Jordan, and it will be Michael Jordan up until he comes on this podcast again. Um, but especially because, yeah, where is he? Hold on. If he isn't who, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? If he isn't who is. Michael Jordan's obviously the best. Um, Every Philly team is better than his favorite teams. Um, Is there anything else that he'll get angry over if... He was on here. Because I have complete free will to say it now. Uh, who's who's Michael Jordan? Really? Really? Don't you have food poisoning? Where is he? Just awkward. To see that guy in green. Dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. I bet you are in pain. Thank you for listening and watching, though. Appreciate you. <laughs> oh my god. See, it would be better if Isaac was here. I completely blame Isaac for this. Um,. We should really have a, (laughs) yeah, you can't do anything. Um, Well, I guess since he's not here, I'll talk about hockey because he doesn't know much about hockey. Uh, The Devils play the, I believe, the Hurricanes the day after, tomorrow, actually, to decide the division. And if, oh, the Devils play the Rangers, and that decides the division. So, that's cool. That's fine. Um, how is he still not here? Um, so, the Devils play the, the, the Rangers tomorrow, and that will pretty much be the deciding factor on who wins it between Carolina and New Jersey. And the Bruins are still stupidly... Welcome back... Mike, we don't know where you went. I was struggling. I, I don't, I, it was rough. It was I rough. have no idea what happened. It was a rough five minutes. <laughs> it was rough. That, that was, if it was, if, if Isaac were here, it'd be different, but because it's just us two and it's just me, it was weird. Yeah, I have no, uh, like, it just cut it out on me. My iPad did. So I'm on the phone Jesus. now. But here we are. We're back. Oh my God. As I was saying, though, before I got, <laughs> who do you guys have tomorrow? Uh, the Phillies are playing the uh, the Rangers. It's Degrom and Nola. Okay, we have uh, we got the Marlins tomorrow. Yeah, y'all have an easy win, and so do the Braves. Yeah, you Braves got you two get an easy opening day win, and we get freaking Degrom. Yep. Oh, is my iPad back? I'm gonna shoot and throw Kylie a lifeboat. Oh, your iPad is back. What do you want to use? 
There we go. You didn't have to save me, Mike. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was awful. Okay. Well, welcome back. Um, Forty had to run hear Eli calling him. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Now, now that you're back, let's, let's get into the actual thing instead of me just talking nonsense. Um, yeah. So we get to Grom. That's a really good matchup. You it's Scherzer and Alcantara for you guys. That's a extremely solid matchup. Two of the best oh. matchups uh, tomorrow. D- definitely probably be a low-scoring affair. Um, especially because Mad Max has perfected that pitch count thing, that pitch clock. Dude. Uh, so it's it's going to be very hard to hit on Max this year with that new pitch clock thing. I watched him in uh, spring training, and he times it just enough that either he's throwing the – like he'll, he'll, he'll force the batter to use his one timeout, and as soon as the batter comes back in the box – Scherz already knows what he wants to throw, so he's throwing it. So it's going to affect a lot of batters this year when they go up against Max. Yeah, absolutely. He completely exposed it all spring training. And, I mean, there's a reason he's called Mad Max because he is absolutely psychotic on the field. Um, Off the field, great guy. Absolutely just fantastic, dude. But once he steps onto that field, dude, he is – a menace. Yeah. And he's all, he's was like, I'm pretty sure he was pretty healthy that entire season last year. Right. I think he got hurt for a little bit. Yeah. There was a, like a stint of like a week or two stint that he didn't play, but for the most part he did. I think last year was one of his healthiest seasons that he's ever played. Yeah. Cause I, I don't remember him really being hurt at all. Um, except for that one weird, like, two weeks where he was gone for a little bit. But, um, yeah, he's just you, – you, the only thing you guys have, the only question is is your bats. Yep. Because, I mean, you have Pete Alonzo, you have uh, Lindor, and, I mean, after that it, – it's not bad, but obviously, but Nim- – Nimmo's mm-hmm. not too bad. Nah, Nimmo's not too bad. McNeil's not too bad. Um, you guys have a problem with catcher, but I'm pretty sure you caught up your number one, your your prospect, I yep. think. I could be wrong. Um, so the the only issue you guys have is, is your bat. Um, your bullpen, even without Edwin Diaz, is pretty damn good. Your uh, starting rotation is pretty damn good. So, the only concern is the bats, which with Alcon- Alcantara, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, seriously. I, I I like our first three pitchers, though, uh, for the next three days. We have Scherzer, Peterson, and then Verlander. So Verlander's third? Yeah, we're, he, he'll pitch on the first, April 1st. Why is he the third pitcher, not the second? Hey, listen, I'm not the guy who makes those decisions. I just cheer from a team. <laughs> no, I know, but I, I'm just I'm just wondering if, like, there's a reason why Verlander, one of the best pitchers of our generation, is not the number two. I think, we, I think it's because we play the 
we like we you know usually it's either three or four games that you play a team consecutive in a row. I think we only played them three times, so they probably want him to end the series against the Marlins. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um Well that yeah, you the Mets are very stacked at pitching. Yeah, um our pitching is not a problem at all. We have great pitchers. I wish that somehow we could have kept DeGrom in this as well. If we would have been able to have Jake Verlander and Max and Peterson, dude, uh, it would have been a great year. Imagine you were able to keep Wheeler. Exactly. But, I mean, it does hurt us in the closing aspect because we did lose our closing, our, our best closing pitcher for a very great amount of time, probably the whole entire year here because of, you know, yeah. what happened in the uh, World Baseball Classic. Such a freak thing. Yeah. Like, I obviously, I do not like the Mets, but um, Diaz is a pretty damn good guy, and he's a really good pitcher. So, yeah, it, it's a huge blow to the Mets. It's a huge blow to baseball. Um, it helps the Phillies out a tiny bit, but you you never root for injuries, obviously. So yeah, exactly. Especially with the same thing happening to us with Reese losing his ACL too. So. Ah, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it th- that just goes to prove that it can happen at any time, and not to blame the World Baseball Classic because right. you were celebrating. Yeah. How many people tear their ACLs while celebrating? I've actually seen two now. Diaz and I, I saw one in football. Uh, he played for Chicago. It was probably like 2019. They were playing the Patriots. He got a sack, jumped in the air, celebrated, and then he ended up tearing his, tearing his ACL. So I think I remember that. Yeah, I've seen it twice now. But So two two and one million is what I'll, what I'll gamble. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a freak thing. Uh, and, you know, Isaac isn't here, but the Yankees called up Anthony Volpe, who is the number one shortstop prospect. I was really excited to see him when the Yankees played the Phillies. They play each other a lot in spring training because um, they're so close. It's only Tampa to Clearwater. That's a half hour. Not even. So... Um, it was it was cool to see him. Uh, we all knew he was going to get the call up, especially with that roster needing some bats. Because while they do have John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, like they they, the Yankees and the Mets both need bats, and Volpe is the guy to do that. Now, we wanted to do the. To, to preview the baseball season, because it starts tomorrow, Isaac wanted to do the um, predictions for who wins each division, and he did MVP, Rookie of the Year, Cy Young. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do that, but I just wanted to get your thoughts before I, we do Isaac's. Yeah, so, I, can, I can give you division right now. I, yeah. MVP. Who takes the AL East? MVP and uh, Rookie of the Year and stuff get back to me after the first week, and then I can talk. Yeah. But um, I was actually just playing with that earlier to uh, on a betting website. But um, 
for the East, I, I mean, I like the Yankees. They're probably the most dominant team. Even with the bats being a little lesser than they were last year, they're definitely the most dominant team in that division. Yeah. So I would I would go either – yeah, I'm going with the Yankees. There's no either. Uh, the Yankees are in the East. Yeah, we, we all say Yankees. I mean, the Orioles, while they're very, very promising right now, they're young too. And I, they are my pick for all the teams that didn't make the playoffs last year. They are my pick to make it this year. Um, and I know a lot of people, especially Philly fans, are low on Kyle Gibson. He had a very good spring training. Trust me, he should be pretty damn good for you guys. Like, coming from me, trust me, he's not going to be bad. Like, I can guarantee he won't be that bad. Um, but, yeah, I, I picked the Yankees, too. The AL Central, Isaac picked the Guardians. Um, I don't know how I feel about that one. I, I'm going to go with my pick from last year, and I'm going with the White Sox. I think they'll sneak it out this year. In your defense, they were supposed to win the division, and they completely shit the bed. Yeah. So my my pick is between the Guardians or the or the um the White Sox. I I'm leaning toward Guardians. They did just get Josh Bell for two years. That's true. So that is a very scary bat. Um, one you want to respect. So I I think the Guardians edge it out, but I think it's going to be a battle up to the very end. Yeah. I hope both teams don't miss the playoffs like last year, but it's possible. AL West, unfortunately, I agree with Isaac. We both say Astros. Uh, as much as I want to say the Astros, I really feel that uh, the Mariners shocked the world this year. Man, I would love for that to happen. I need it to happen. Uh, but that, that Astros roster is way too stacked. 1,000%, but I think crazier things happen in sports. Yeah, crazier things have most definitely happened. I mean, the Phillies made the World Series this year after going 22 and 29. So, And, and not only that, it's like sometimes when the roster is a little too stacked, it doesn't work out because, I, I mean, I'm switching sports here for to compare this, but we see the Kyrie and Luka situation. When Kyrie went to Luka, I thought the Mavericks were going to dominate. Yeah, but they haven't, you know. So it, it, sometimes having the most stacked roster doesn't actually help you. So I hate the Astros. I, I, I as much as they'll, as much as they probably will win that division, I gotta go with the Mariners. <laughs> I would love to see the Mariners do it, and I don't want to see the Astros ever succeed. So hopefully, uh, your prediction is right. I would love that. For the AL wild card, Isaac and I actually completely agree still. Orioles, Mariners, and Twins. Uh, Well, since I have... Eh, take out go, Twins, give me White Sox. I'll go Orioles. I'll go Orioles. Um, I'll go Orioles, Guardians, and Astros. So basically, we all have the same teams making the postseason, just different yeah. spots. Except Isaac picks the Twins uh, for some reason. Um, for the NL East, 
Isaac for some reason said the Phillies. I mean, works for I, me, but my biased opinion is the Mets, but my realistic opinion is the Braves. Sadly. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> I mean, like the Braves just somehow are able to do it somehow every this, year. Every year. Every year. Like, we 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 led that division for literally like eighty seven percent of the year last year, and they still found a way to edge us out. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. I for some reason the Braves always do it. So my pick is also the Braves. I'd love for the Phillies to do it, of course, but especially with Reese and Harper being out and a couple of our pitchers are banged up. Yeah, I, I don't think we're gonna win the division. Um, Playoffs for sure. Division, nah. NL Central, I think for me, it's pretty obvious. I'm going Cardinals, and Isaac is too. I'm going Cardinals too. For the West, Isaac is picking the Padres, and actually, I agree. I agree as well. So we're I, all-, all of us agreeing is not a good thing. By the way, this is <laughs> this is terrible for the future of baseball. But we do agree with the Padres, I guess. Uh, I the Dodgers lost Trey Turner. They don't. They they lost a couple people, like Justin Turner. I'm pretty sure. Um, I think so. Yep. I think yeah. Some I think he's on the Red Sox now. So like, I I think really, I really do think this is the Padres' year to do it. They're gonna get Tatis back, Soto for a full year. Um. Machado is still Machado. He's one of the he's a very he's like the best one of the best third baseman in baseball. So like I don't see how the Padres can't do it this year. Yeah. For for all the viewers watching though, the viewers that don't know, every time that the three of us agreed on something, I think maybe, never happens. I think maybe twice it's happened that all of us have been like where all of us are on the same page and that thing actually happens. So if you're watching this right now and you see that you see all three of us had Padres, I'd go make another decision. And you might, yeah, seriously, you, you might come out with a miracle. <laughs> Literally. I mean, like everybody is pretty much saying the Dodgers or the, the Padres have a real chance to do it this year. The Dodgers are always going to be the Dodgers, but I really do think the Padres a, a lot of people feel the Padres have an outside chance or not an outside chance like a strong chance to be the for this to be the year they do it um I agree but because we all agree that's that's not good um <laughs> it's it's not good um for the NL wild card because he has the Phillies winning the division Isaac picked the Mets, Dodgers, and Braves to be in the wild card. Um, I agree, but instead of Braves, it's Phillies because I think the Braves are going to win the division yet again. Yeah, for uh, well, obviously, I, I picked the Braves to win the division, so I'm going Mets. Um, yeah, Mets wild card. Um, I'm going to go Mets. I'm going to go Brewers. And I'm going to go Giants. So you say the Phillies and the Dodgers miss the playoffs? Yeah, hate to break it to you. <laughs> You're wild. 
I <laughs> I hope this is like your Eli Manning take. Please. Uh, <laughs> really hate to break it to you, but you know. Nah, come on now. Um, for bro, I love Trey Turner. That guy, of course, know, won me a lot of money last year, so I can never go wrong with Trey. He's gonna probably win me a lot of money this year too. But he won me money too. Yeah, uh, hate to break it to you. Think you guys missed out this year. You had your chance uh, last year. You blew it. Hey, 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 hey! Don't, don't be like that. <laughs> Anything can happen. Um, you just reminded me of when I was at the Dodgers Phillies game on May 21st. It was like 92 degrees. Tickets were pretty damn cheap because nobody was going in that heat. And I bet on Machado, Harper, Turner. Um, I believe it was Nimmo or McNeil and one other player. Whenever yeah. I bet on I... the Mets, it yeah, when, it was McNeil. So, um, I bet on all those guys to have a hit, and then every one of those guys had a hit in their first at bat, except for the except for Harper and Trey Turner, because mm-hmm. um, the game hadn't started yet, and so all I needed was Harper and Turner, and that was the game I was at. So it's kind of cool to see the uh, the bet kind of happen and me win the bet live yeah and the phillies were down so i couldn't really celebrate trey turner getting me that money but (laughs) still (laughs) it was the last one i needed and we were getting our ass kicked so can't complain about it no i I was like you know what i'll take it i i wanted some money so it's fine (laughs) with me (laughs) um isaac is the one of course because he's isaac to give us his MVPs, Rookie of the Years, and Cy Young winners for each um, league. And for the NL, he has Trey Turner winning MVP. That's not a bad take. I, I, it's, I no. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad take. I think the AL is pretty loaded with MVP caliber. They're, they're both loaded with MVP caliber players, but the AL just seems to kind of have more. Not more, but like... I, I don't know how to word it exactly, but yeah, uh, I think I, Trey I, Turner I, has a shot. No, it's more competition, like yeah, for the award. Yeah, yeah. So I could definitely see it happening. I hope that'd be cool if it happens, but who knows? Uh, for the AL, he picked Jose Altuve. The I, Yankees I, fan picked Jose Altuve. All the people in the AL he could have picked, he goes with five foot seven Altuve. Is he really five seven? No, I don't know. He's he's something like that. He looks like it, <laughs> especially next to Judge. Yeah. Um. For he he I of course gave him crap for it, and then he said, "Fine, Julio Rodriguez." Now that so, I. Like. Yeah, so he he has one of those two winning. Whatever one he picks is up to him, but he has one of those two. For Rookie of the Year, National League, he picked Jordan Walker. That's not a bad take either. No, it's not. I like everything he said so far except Altuve. Yeah, right. For AL Rookie of the Year, he he said Volpe. Um, I completely agree with that so far. 
that that I can agree with. Yeah. Um, for Cy Young, NL Verlander. Yes, sir. I, I, if there's one, if there's one thing I can pick right now, it's definitely the Cy Young, and Verlander is probably gonna take care of that. Wouldn't surprise me. He's he's on a contending team. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball still. Yeah. At what 40, 41 years old, something like that. Something like that. I think he might be turning forty this year. Let's see exactly because I know he's like he's up. He's, he is. He literally won the World Series with the Tigers. Yeah. So he's he's been around for quite a bit. He's forty now. He turns. He just turned forty. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, Verlander has all the respect for me in the world, although he is an he's a former Astro and a current Met. Uh, so, as a player, I hate slash respect him. It's complicated. I understand. Uh, that's uh, not. Brady, so yeah, yeah. Uh, for for Scherzer though, like I, I can't not love Scherzer. He's so freaking funny. Yeah, and and he 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 helped bring a title to Washington. So exactly, exactly, he did. So, at, which at the time pissed me off, but it's whatever now. Um, and for the American League, he picked Shohei Otani. I can't argue with that. I, I I can't argue with that. He's in a contract year, so it's entirely possible. But I don't know. Shohei's a different breed. I, that guy, he's a unicorn. Dude, he's crazy. Yes. Um, he's he's doing things that we haven't seen in a hundred years. Yeah, 1,000%. And when I saw him play against the Orioles and he hit that home run, dude, like, Trout and Otani both hit home runs. And the O's walked it off because they're the Angels. Yeah, I remember that game. Like, that, that was beautiful baseball right there. But it's a new year, and I'm stupidly excited to um, watch the season this year. Yeah, it's going to be a fun season. And like I said, probably by next episode, I'll have a MVP for you guys for both divisions. I mean, both uh, conferences. I'll have a rookie of the year. But I, I, I can't tell right now. No. I it's it's too it's too early, um, and I know there are the too early takes, and that's what it's supposed to be, like your early predictions and everything. But for the awards, I don't know. Yeah, I gotta see. It's, a, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's kind of easy to predict, you know, who wins the division because there's you know standard teams and. Right. I mean, it's the the toughest division is by far the NL East. You had 
three teams in that division out of five make the playoffs. The Marlins got better. So uh, it's it's a loaded division. Um, and it's I don't think it's a debate between which is the toughest because two of those teams had uh, around 100 wins. The other one had almost 90. So it, easily the best division. Definitely. Because any of those three teams can make it to the World Series. Oh, yeah. So when you have that all in the same division, it's a bloodbath. And one team is going to get screwed over. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it is. But, I, I mean, that's a beautiful part of the game. It, it, it motivates your team to want to do better. Exactly. If they're competent. And speaking of competency, that is a very good segue into the Dan Snyder saga of selling the commanders, which you are anxiously waiting for. Yeah, I see uh, a couple guys put the bid in yesterday. Six billion dollars or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, it was like six billion. Um, so you know, hopefully a deal gets done in the next couple of days here, and they can be taken care of, and you know, get them out of here, to start fresh. I uh, think I don't know. I I, I feel I just I feel more confident this year as a Commanders fan than I've ever felt in my 20 plus years of being a commanders fan. So I just think that a lot of great things are going to come to us this year, starting with first selling the team in the next couple of days. But I think it'll, I think it'll get done. Yeah, I definitely think it'll get done. Uh, it scares me for you guys to be, to have a competent front office because you have a damn good team. When the thing is, everybody counts us out of the Lamar thing and Coach Hell no. Coach Rivera counts says, Oh, we like the quarterbacks on our roster. I've heard this bullshit before. Yeah. Last year he was confident in Carson Wentz. He benches the guy, then benches Taylor Heineke, goes back to wins. The year before he was confident in um Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen him sign Stupid people in the last couple. Of years. <laughs> yeah. So don't don't Mar Jackson situation yet, especially with a new owner involved. Exactly. Um. Yeah that that is the one thing that terrifies me because I know damn well Lamar to Washington is possible. Um. They have the assets to get it done, and I, they it's entirely possible. Um. Where do you guys pick in the draft? This year? 16th, I believe. 16th. 16th? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. We, we only missed the playoffs by two games. Or a game and a half. That's right. That's <laughs> We went to the Super Bowl and we dropped before you. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you guys have 16. Yeah. And Baltimore had... Do they... They have the 22nd. So... If you were to get Lamar, you would obviously lose that 16th overall pick and the next year's first-round pick because that's what the franchise tag Lamar is on is about. So if I'm Baltimore, I'm looking first at Indianapolis 
first I didn't like if I'm Baltimore and there's no way of him staying in Baltimore, I'm looking at Indy. Because Indy has the fourth overall pick. With the fourth overall pick and the 22nd overall pick, you can use that to move up to the third overall pick and not risk anybody jumping over you for a quarterback that you like. Or now, uh-oh. you can also take Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett in this trade as well, and you don't even have to start over. <laughs> no, nah, they're not trading either one of them. Um, because the thing is, though, like, Realistically speaking, and th- this is why this is why I don't feel as if we should go with Sam Howell. Because where does Sam Howell rank in this draft compared to quarterbacks? I'm taking C.J. Stroud over Sam Howell. I'm taking Bryce Young over Sam Howell. I'm taking Will Levis, even though I hate the guy, over Sam Howell. I'm taking Anthony Richardson over Sam Howell. So that's four quarterbacks already that I'm taking over this guy. So that automatically pushes him in like a – second or third round range because those four quarterbacks aren't going all in the first round. Mm, yeah, they are. All four of them? I don't think so. The, yeah, they are. I don't think so. As much yeah. As, as much as we want to say they are, you know how this thing works. It's a business. And they, they could be selling that to us, that all four of them will be taken in the first round. But <laughs> one of those guys is going to fall to a second day, third day type of type of pick. Just like uh, when Geno Smith came out in the draft, everybody thought he was a first rounder. He he literally was at the 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 draft because he thought he was going to be drafted in the first round. Ended up falling to a second day pick, third day pick, or whatever he was. So they 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 can sell us what they want on TV, but all four of those guys are not going in the first round. You know, it's funny. Tangathon has them going all before the seventh overall pick. Uh, all four of them are gone at seven. That that's just insane to me. Tankathon is pretty like pretty good with their mock drafts. Uh, they have C.J. Stroud going to Carolina, which, I mean, is kind of crazy because everybody was thinking over this year that Bryce Young was going to be the first overall. Now it's changed to C.J. Stroud. It's a height thing. Yeah, it is. Bryce is height. And I, I have, I'm a huge C.J. Stroud fan. I saw him in Ohio State like um, live when they played – uh, Notre Dame, like I, I freaking love C.J. Stroud, and Carolina is, I would probably say Carolina is more suited to, um, make him successful faster. Maybe, uh, I know they both had some, they both had a pretty good off season. So, um, I don't know. Uh, the the Texans are getting Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whoever falls to two. Uh, they have Carolina getting Will Anderson, Anthony Richardson going to four, Tyree Wilson at five, Jalen Carter at six, and Will Levis at seven. The thing is, who does, who who has the seventh pick? Raiders. They're making the dumbest decision of their life. Will Levis is actually crap. <laughs> he's garbage. Like, like, uh, he's garbage. I, I've it. I've seen actual film on the guy, not just his highlight tapes. And I watched this guy throw plenty of games last year. I watched him be up by 14 and playing games last year and then fold and fumble and throw interceptions. And this team came back and that team came back. There was a point in time where Kentucky was looking like a real contender last year. And then he yeah. just folded. 
So, and and he he kind of similarly had the same type of year that Geno Smith had in his last year of college. Everyone thought West Virginia was a contender. They looked incredible. They started the season seven and zero. They ended that season eight and six. Damn. Like you know that That's was crazy. The, yeah, that was the Geno Smith Tavon Austin type shit. So. Yeah, but look at what Gino's doing now. Oh, yeah. But it took him years and years and years. Yeah. In his defense, he did go to the Jets. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, in his defense to that. But I I, I do feel like Will Levis is kind of the the Zach Wilson of this draft. That's the vibes I've been getting. Um, I I haven't looked too into it. I, I know we're... Um, trying to get El Sped back on so we can talk draft before the draft. So that'll be fun. He's a he's a big draft guy. Um, so it's gonna be fun to talk to him again. But uh, I it, I am really getting the vibe that he's the next Zach Wilson. Like because Zach Wilson had a very good pro day and he popped off like after the pro day and everything. And now look at him. And you know what's funny? I told people Zach Wilson would be trash. They didn't want to listen to me. They're like, oh, look at the throw he made at his pro day. I said, that's on air. Yeah. Anyone can make that throw on air. My grandmother could have yeah. made that throw on air. Like, I don't understand why we're so hyped about this guy throwing the ball on air. Like, I- I- I've seen Ru- Mark Brunel make that throw on air. Did Mark Brunel. <laughs> Mark Brunel. Like, come on, like. I don't know. Zach Wilson. And and this is another thing, too, about Zach Wilson. He wasn't good to me because he didn't play anybody. He played at BYU. He didn't play competition. Of course, yeah. you get that in that division where there's nobody to play. Like, you're not really playing competition. Now, if you go out and play in Alabama or uh, LSU or something like that, and yeah. Play, okay, maybe maybe we're looking at you like, all right, this guy actually has some talent. But he didn't do yeah. that in Alabama or in LSU. This guy was doing that against goddamn UConn, who's 0-10. Like, be realistic. Yeah, so, but you know what's the craziest thing with how good Alabama is always? That Mac Jones and um, Bryce Young are, like, the highest-touted Alabama quarterbacks over, like, the past few years. I would throw two in there. Oh, yeah, Tua, 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 yeah. Uh, How did I forget Tua? Um, Yeah, him, those three guys, like, and I mean, I guess Hertz does kind of count as an Alabama quarterback. Um, he wasn't highly touted. He was a second round draft pick. Uh, look at him now, proving me dead wrong. So shout out Jalen. But um, like Alabama is crazy. It's it's crazy to think about because they're not really a quarterback uh, college. Ohio State either. If you want us to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Every quarterback that I've seen come from Alabama or Ohio State, they're out of the league or they're a backup in, like, the first three, four years after. Like, um, I mean, rest his soul, Dwayne Haskins, he was absolute garbage. Like He was. I, I was really, really hoping he would uh, get his stuff together in, in uh, uh, Pittsburgh. Who else? Uh, A.J. McCarron, garbage. Um, what was that guy? Justin Fields is pretty good. 
I'll give it to Justin Fields. Justin Fields is for the now. exception. Is the exception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like Mac Jones, Tua, and I mean, I guess we'll put Jalen Hurts in there, even though I look at him more as an Oklahoma guy because that's where he finished his career. But don't tell my family that my cousins went or my cousins go to Alabama. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, hate it. I, I got family in Alabama that actually live there too, so you can't tell them that either. They they <laughs> they look at Jalen as a Alabama guy, but he's you know he ended his career in Oklahoma so I look at him Oklahoma guy but even still those guys right there you can take them away from that narrative that Alabama quarterbacks and Ohio State quarterbacks don't excel once they get to the next level which is very true with a lot but with those four guys there then you know they are the exception yeah I mean there's always exceptions there's exceptions to every rule that's why there's a saying so I, I mean do you think what do you think about C.J. Stroud? Do you think he's going to be, you know, one of those uh, typical Ohio State products, or do you think he's actually going to be like a Justin Fields? I'll be honest with you. I can't give an opinion on Stroud right now because everybody was so high on him in college, and, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wasn't. Uh, it's like I've seen him do very spectacular things, but I haven't yeah. seen him do anything that wasn't done before. Like, he's done mm-hmm. things that were done before, like – you look at a guy like Pat Mahomes, this guy shows you something new every football game. Like, he does something in the game where it's like, bro, I've never seen this before. Like, how does he do that? But realistically, how many how many uh, people are going to turn out to be Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady? Like, but I mean... honest, that's really the reason I didn't really appreciate Brady the way that everybody else appreciated Brady, because I'm like, Minus the rings, he does basic shit. He doesn't do anything spectacular that we haven't seen done before. Like, oh, he threw for 500 yards. Okay, I just saw goddamn Jake DeLone throw for 500 yards last week. Like, <laughs> you feel me? Like, I, I, you know, so I, I I, was never impressed with Brady until he won the seventh ring. And then I was like, all right, this guy's crazy. Like, there's nobody that can match this guy here. But um, it doesn't have to be the prettiest, you know, play. It just has to get done. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And Brady did get the job done. But he, I don't know. Like, when when I see football players, I like to see excitement and shit Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, of course. Or even in any sport, I like to see excitement. Like, Mm -hmm. Brady didn't really bring me excitement unless it was like a game-winning drive or something of that nature. Of course. Everything basic. It was just Mm -hmm. been dot, check down, this and that and the third. Like, Brady barely threw long balls or anything of that nature. So, you know, I mean, he, that that's why it took me a long time to respect him because he wasn't really an exciting player. He was a winner, but he wasn't an exciting player. Yeah, and I guess all the drama that happened within the Patriots organization kind of sours it as well. Um, because, I mean, before he won the seventh Super Bowl and after he left uh, the Patriots, so his first year up until he won the Super Bowl in Tampa – I liked him because he really saw his personality. And because, you know, the Bill Belichick uh, Patriots are all, it's it's business. You got to be, yeah, you know, pay. monotone, can't be crazy. Like, Gronk was the exception. Yeah, exactly. Like, how many people are going to be able to, to dent the Lombardi Trophy in the Patriots organization and not end up on the 5 o'clock news? Gronk. 
um, Aaron Hernandez was the exception too. They let that guy do whatever he wants. So. <laughs> yeah, but but look what but look what happened with with him. So, I mean, it, it's that 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 situation is sad too because him and Kwame it is down as the craziest duo in NFL. They were wild. Like those two guys together were crazy. Yeah, they were. Um, it's it's a shame. He, even though like even if you don't like a team, you obviously don't want anything bad to happen to any player or any drama like you want it to all be mellow and everybody just play so it it sucks and you know cte is probably a huge contributor to it um i don't know too too much about cte off the top of my head i read a little bit about it but it's it's dangerous man and I'll be honest, if you want to actually really learn about CT without actually having to read about it, Junior Seau's 30 for 30 is a great 30 for 30 to learn about it. Yeah. Because that guy, like, they were saying that when he died, his brain was, like, the same as a 84, 85-year-old. Yeah. Like, that's how wow. his brain was because playing middle linebacker or outside linebacker for 20 years straight plus <laughs> high school years and little league years and all that stuff like that's just and back then you know they don't have the rules that they have now so there was all that helmet to helmet contact and all that other stuff so you know that that your brain being rattled for almost 30 years plus including the little league and high school is just absolutely crazy and it like it started to change his mood change the type of person he was change how he acted towards his family his friends mm-hmm. all the stuff of that nature and it, it ct is actually a very dangerous scary thing and there's it is and in his documentary i actually learned about a lot more athletes that were committing suicide due to the problems they had in their brain that they didn't mm-hmm. even happening but they knew there was a problem with them so they would like leave notes and stuff like get my brain analyzed or something of that nature because they just felt as if they didn't feel right anymore yeah, and I think there's also, especially at that time, a uh, stigma with male mental health. Yeah. Not just mental health in general, but especially with men. Like, it's it's being taken a lot more seriously now, thank God. Um, so, you know, the mental health, the, the uh, physical damage that could be done to your brain are both being addressed uh, constantly, thank God. So, there is that, and... Yeah it's just crazy because like you see people like Tua who are so young who has already had three concussions in one season. Oh yeah. Tua probably has a very bad case of CT to be honest with you. Um, it's, I've been saying he should retire. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, and another person who probably has a very bad case of CT, but his, his, uh, personality is just so outgoing is, is Gronk. Gronk probably has a very bad case of CT. Uh, that guy. Took you a, think? Uh, definitely. He took so many big hits due to, you know, his size and things of that nature. There were so many times where there's three people tackling him or, you know, a guy going headshot right at his head or something of that nature. But, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a sad thing. But, you know, I guess they're trying to uh, lessen – the chances of it happening with all the new rules that they have and things of that nature. 
Yeah, they are. Um, I I actually really like Gronk as an analyst. I've I've I enjoyed that this year, so that was kind of nice. Um, I think maybe Gronk does have maybe issue. I mean, every player's got to have some kind of issue. Yeah. Especially you know linemen or receivers or a quarterback like. You are either in the trenches or you're getting smacked. Yeah, exactly. You either have a 300-pound dude up against you all game or you're getting absolutely rocked by someone like um, Malcolm Jenkins who is just going to destroy you. So, and, and like you said earlier, it does affect a lot of people's mental, like things like yeah. that. They just start thinking differently. They, you know, they – start being feeling depressed inside their self and stuff of that nature. I mean, even people that don't play football, you know, some, sometimes they just deal with things and, but it's harder and, and men in general, like you said, to even express their feelings about their mental and things like that, because I was one of those men as well. You know, I long time I fought battles with myself and it took me a while to really reach out to like get help and stuff like that. But anybody listening if you do have those type of problems or anything of that nature, reach out to a therapist. A therapist is the best thing possible that can happen to you. I yeah. say that because they're the one person that no matter what you discuss, they can't, they legally can't go and express it to anybody or tell anyone about it. Unless, you know, you were to say like, Oh, I'm going to kill myself after this call. Then obviously then yes, they have to go, you know, take initiative into that after the phone call or something like that. But yeah. Other than that, you know, it's like you can tell them about your life. You can talk freely. You can do anything and tell them anything traumatic in the world. You can cry. You can laugh. You can anything. A therapist changed my life. So anybody else watching this, a therapist can change your life, too, if you just give it a chance. Don't be scared to ask for help. I promise you. Because yeah. you're going to be hurt more not asking for help than asking for help. I promise you. Yeah. And you'll be able to address it and work on ways to improve yourself. Yeah. So uh, it's, I get that people don't, you know, people don't want to talk about it. People don't want to, you know, do anything. They just want to shut it out. But like this, this is a reality. Oh yeah. And I, I like uh, Brandon Marshall. He, he, on his I Am Athlete podcast, every guest he, that he has come on, that's how they start. How's, how's business going? How's your mental you know, how's, you know, how's life in general before they even get into the topic or the subject that they're going to talk about on that show. They always go around and ask how each other's mental is and things of that nature. And, you know, so that goes with checking up on the people around you as well. You know, all, mm-hmm. you never know. Uh, somebody could be having the worst day in America and you just texting them, hey, you might have just saved them from doing something extremely stupid that they were about to do. Yeah. All because you sent that hey text message. So look out for the people around you, too. Yeah, and, and I mean, this is kind of a good segue into the NBA talk real quick before we cut off. Uh, Joel Embiid, his his brother, was, died in a car crash. Um, I believe it was back in Cameroon. Um, and he was already in the league, and, you know, he... Uh, people were all people were slandering him about his playing style, calling him fat and all of this, and... And it wasn't just the outside media. It was it was Philly fans too. You know, Philly fans can be harsh. Uh, so you know he was obviously struggling a lot with that, and um, so it just kind of brings me into the 
NBA talk with, you know, the the MVP and all that stuff because Embiid is one of the front runners. Um, he's still my pick to win. I don't care. Uh, he probably. I, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't really even been watching too much basketball lately because that shit. I so, haven't either. It's so great that it's so ass, but um, it is. Like we were. Well, actually, I lied. I watched the Magic and the Grizzlies last night, and I literally called the entire game. I'm like, all right, well, the Grizzlies blew the Magic out in the first quarter. I say, okay, cool, watch this. The Magic are going to win this second quarter just to keep, you know, the game in a close fashion. Magic ended up winning the second quarter by two points. Kept the game into a – it was a 15-point game at halftime. I tell the people I'm watching the game with, I say, okay, watch this. I guarantee you it'll be tied in the third quarter or the Magic may win by like a point to keep it at this 15-point spread here. Sure enough, that's what happened. The third quarter ended with the Magic only being down by 14 instead of 15. So they ended up winning the third quarter by a point again. And I said, watch this. Fourth quarter, they're going to let the Magic come all the way back, but the Grizzlies are going to pull away because they're the home team and they're going to win this game. Magic came all the way back. Grizzly pulled away and won by five points. And it's just, it's the NBA script. Like I've gotten on, I've caught on to it now on how they, they, they manage the script. First quarter, they let basketball happen. They let the talent, Mm -hmm. talent. Second quarter, the refs is what manages it. And it's like, we're going to call fouls on this team, call fouls on this team so that this team can stay in the game. Third quarter, they let you play basketball again. Fourth quarter, they manage it. So it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and, and I mean, the NBA is, is just pretty – I don't really like watching the NBA too much. Like, I, I love basketball and, you know, I watch my teams and everything, but, like, it's it's not as fun as hockey or baseball. It's not, and even, even, even Kyrie said it not too long ago. He said, uh, sports betting has taken the fun out of the NBA. So now you, you like, if that's an NBA player telling us this, then you know that this shit is rigged and scripted. Because he's letting us know that sports betting has taken the fun out of the NBA. Even Luca said in the press conference the other day, I'm not having fun in basketball like I once was. So... You know, the, the the players are starting to be affected by it, too. Or, look, even Bradley Beal the other day got into an altercation with a fan about a damn parlay. Like, cause the, the yeah, I, I don't know if you read up on that. but uh, I saw he got ejected or something. Uh, there was actually a whole article about him actually being in police trouble and something like that. All because a fan said something to him. Heckling him. Here it is right here. Uh, Bradley Beal is under police investigation for battery after he was involved in confrontation with a heck with hecklers following the game last week. Beal allegedly knocked the fan's hat off after a fan yelled, "You fuck fuck me out of thirteen hundred, fuck you." Beal believed the comment was disrespectful and told the fan, "Keep it a buck. I don't give a fuck about none of your bets or your parlays, bro. That's not why I play the game." So, you know, like this whole betting thing has taken the fun away from the players the entire league and everything of that nature. And it's just like some, some games I feel like we're not getting the best out of these players because they're so in their head about this shit, not being fun anymore because of a parlay or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, 
I lost five. I was out. I almost won five hundred bucks because all I needed was a was the uh, the Eagles Raiders game. I bet on Hurts to rush for a touchdown because he does that like damn near every game. And so, not Eagles Raiders. It was Eagles Packers. I think it was. Um, I bet on Hurts to have a rushing touchdown. He was five yards away from having a rushing touchdown. Five, if that. I mean, I was out five hundred. I almost won five hundred bucks because of that. Yeah. But you don't see me like going onto all social medias or like go to the game and being like, "You fucked me out of five hundred bucks." Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Players don't care about that, and they shouldn't have to care about that. They play. You're the one that's stupid enough to bet your money on a game. Right. One thousand percent. I. I you mean, take the risk. I I have done it before on some funny shit. Not anything. Yeah. 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 Not anything disrespectful, but no. you know, everybody knows I love Jason Tatum. There was a night I had Jason Tatum for 25 points. He ends up only scoring. Well, he ended up scoring 24. I needed one more point. So I, I and he was the last leg on the parlay too. So I ended up I go I go into his DMs and I'm like, damn, bro, you couldn't just give me one more point. Like <laughs> what type of shit are you on? You didn't come out to play like Jason Tatum tonight. Like I said, I, what did I tell him? I, I was like, Y'all here playing like you Al Horford or something. Like, what's going on, bro? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Did he respond? No. Nah, he didn't end up responding. I, I and, even. You know what's funny? Um, Who was it? Uh, It may have been Taylor Heineke, honestly. I had Taylor Heineke for like 200 yards, and he actually read my message. He didn't respond to it, but it, it said seen on the Instagram. So he saw my message, and I was like, damn. I wonder what he thought about that. <laughs> What'd you say? I was like, bro, you so trash. Why you couldn't get me 200? <laughs> Dude. Oh my God. You're wild. Nah, yeah. But you know, I'm not, I'm never like, bro, fuck you. You lost me money. No. Down third. Yeah. All fun and games at the end of the day. Like you said, you took the risk to bet it. So, you know, I might have some friendly fire to him. Like, bro, you're trash. You couldn't get me 200, but I'm never like, fuck you. Fuck your family and shit like that. Like, that's just overboard. That's crazy. Yeah, like, it, it's one thing to be like, dude, come on. You could have got me one yard. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so some jokes like that. But if you're serious about it, come on, dude. Like, people with fantasy, I think fantasy is worse. Oh, yeah. Like, fantasy definitely is worse, I think. So people much worse. fantasy football stuff way too seriously. They really do. That's why I don't do it, because I'm just like, y'all are ridiculous with it. And you knew during the time. <laughs> signed up to be a part of that fantasy league injuries happen in the nfl so like i don't know why you're so upset that this guy got injured or that guy didn't do this or that because that's what happens <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it's it's ridiculous like just watch the damn games yeah with fantasy i have a strategy though every year i same pick first round pick every year pat mahomes other than that I don't care who I get on my team. As long as I have Pat Mahomes, I know I have a chance. Yeah, true. All right. We are past the hour, which means we are done for the week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Before we go, though, NBA playoffs are about to start. What are you doing? Somebody's knocking on the door, but I think it's like. (laughs) Jehovah's Witness or something like that. <laughs> Prepare for Jehovah's return. But um, uh, NBA ba- NBA playoffs about to start. Um, 
I, I was reading up on a thing the other day, and it said the um, last like ten champions have met this rule or met this qualification. Supposedly, if you win forty games before you lose your twentieth game, you you win forty games before you lose your twentieth game, you're almost a dead lock to either be in the championship or win the championship. And they said that there was only three teams that or four teams that uh, that role could play with right now. And that was the Bucks, Nuggets, Celtics, and the Grizzlies. Um, so if that, if that trend follows, then possibly those four teams could win the championship. But I just wanted to get your opinion real quick on West. Who's coming out the West and who's coming out the East? Ooh, um. Let's let me let me just double check the standings to make sure I got everything situated because uh, it's been a while since I've looked. Um, I I know for sure it's not going to be Denver. Um, I I don't think it's going to be. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm going to go on something wild here. Sacramento. Okay. Did, wait, did they did they beat the Timberwolves? Dude, I totally forgot to check that out. Did they clinch the playoffs? Did they beat the, the Timberwolves? Like a couple days ago? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't even remember what day it was. It was uh, no the kid the, the Timberwolves won. Damn. So but- I guess it's not I mean, official like yet, that, but I like that Kings take. That's not too bad. Yeah, they're they're currently third in the West. Uh, it's not official. They're in the playoffs yet, um, but they have a six game lead ahead of Golden State. So, and Golden State is sixth. So they're not even going to be in the play in. Like they're going to make the playoffs. We just don't know where. So hot take: Sacramento goes on a Cinderella run, and for the East. I know your biased opinion is Philly, but give me your no. <laughs> second round exit again. Um, I I don't see who can stop Milwaukee. Okay, like we will we would play Milwaukee well in a series if we even got to the Eastern Conference Finals with them, but um, no, nah, it, it's. It's got to be Milwaukee. My 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 biased opinion. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. Of course, biased opinion. Lakers, um, coming out the West. That's my Cinderella story. You know, they're gonna sneak their way out of the West somehow, some way. Right. I'm gonna win his fifth ring. That's in a fantasy world for me. Um, and I have the Lakers playing the Celtics in my fantasy world. That's my biased opinion, but real life opinion, I still even even in the real life opinion, I still got the Celtics coming out the East. I I I love Giannis, I love the Bucks. They got a lot of firepower, but I just think that the Celtics prevail this year and they they do what they need to do. Um, and then out of the uh, West, call me crazy, but I like Memphis. Oh, see, I, it's tough because 
I was going to pick Memphis too. But yeah. I think they're just too – still too young to do uh, anything. I get that. But we got to look at that Celtics team last year. They were very young as well. That's true. That's true. And then on top of that, yeah, this Memphis team might be young, but the way that they mesh together and their team chemistry is absolutely phenomenal. Like I said, I watched that game last night against the Magic from start to finish, literally from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. I literally was tuned into the whole entire game. And even when the Magic went on a crazy run, Memphis's discipline, Memphis's team chemistry was just off the charts the whole entire time. So yeah. I think they have enough chemistry because this is the thing, too. I think that everybody expected that whole team to turn on Job ja Morant once all that craziness happened and stuff of that nature. Not We one, knew that wasn't going to happen, though. Not one of those people turned on Job ja Morant. They all became no. closer. And they do have a uh, great, great uh, older mind in Steven Adams in, in that locker room, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, having that as well as the young, talented pieces that they do have with the chemistry, I think Memphis can sneak out of the West. I don't like the Suns. No. I don't like... Well, with KD, I don't know. Uh, uh, even with KD, I don't like the Suns. I definitely don't like the Nuggets. No. Um, the Kings could, could sneak away as well, but I, I think I'm going Memphis, yeah. Memphis Celtics, that's my... Unbiased pick. My biased pick is Celtics Lakers. I would love a Lakers Celtics uh, finals because we haven't had one since Kobe. I would love that too, but I just feel like if the Celtics get there again, they're not losing, and I don't want LeBron to lose. So that's fair. That's fair. I I could. I don't know. It, they they need AD and Braun to be healthy. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs, but they they AD's got to do more. I think it's Braun. You think it's Braun? Yeah, I think it's Braun that has to do more now because or Braun's got to find a way to as much as as crazy as this sounds, Braun's got to find a way to take a step back a little bit because Mm -hmm. the Lakers were like in that two week, three week time that he was out, the Lakers were gelling and meshing so well. He came back against the Bulls the other day and they just looked like people complete shit you can see the whole everything changed so i i I feel like braun has got to take a step back and let ad lead right now and if ad can lead correctly the lakers can go far yeah i I mean i i definitely am not taking the lakers lightly per se um they they have their moments of just being really freaking good so it it'll be interesting. the The West is kind of wild right now. Uh, the East is pretty much just Milwaukee, Boston, Philly. Yeah. Um, but I I don't trust Philly. Uh, Glenn Rivers is a terrible coach. So once once he goes, then I'll have some faith. But until then, no. Yeah. No thanks. Just just sparing my heart a little bit. Um. <laughs> Uh, But on that note, this does end the episode officially. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Isaac should be back next week uh, if he's he's not doing anything to be more famous. So, 
that'll be fun. Maybe next time if Calvin gets kicked off, I won't have an awkward five minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, yeah. So thank you guys so much for uh, for watching and listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.